Welcome to the I Can't Deal With This podcast, episode 23, the Michael Jordan episode, or speaking of 23, the LeBron Jacob, episode. Speaking of 23, Jacob turned 23 yesterday. 23. Woo! Happy birthday to, to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Jacob. Happy birthday to you. All right, all right. That's enough. That's enough. Stop. Stop. (laughs) That was the longest birthday wish I've never wanted. I've never wanted that. But I appreciate it. Big two, three. I turned 23 the same day. That Michael, Michael Jordan, Jordan had, had a birthday. birthday. Oh, yeah, also, that's Jim crazy. Brown's birthday was yesterday as well. Was it really? Mm-hmm. That's awesome. He that's turned, crazy. I think, something in the 80s. Hey, w- what can I say? We Legendaries have the – legends have the exact same birthday. Us oh. legends. Now actually, yeah. I actually had three people. I had myself and two people in my class had the same birthday as me. That's dope. And I was yeah. like, uh, that's weird. That's, do you have someone <laughs> famous that share a birthday with you? I know I have Thomas Davis. I have J.D. Watt. Man, I don't even know. I There was somebody. I just forget every single time. He finds out that J. Cole has the same birthday no, as him. No, nah, J. Cole was January 28th. Yeah. Of course you know. Yeah. Speaking of January birthdays, Drew Brees, January 15th, is coming back to the bayou. The bayou. That means. Oh, down in Louisiana, I'm Coach O. Me and Samuel L. Jackson share the, share the same birthday. That is dope. Yeah, that's, that's dope. cool. That's, that's cool. All right, but back to – Drew Brees uh, coming back to the Bayou. Yeah. Your, your parents better be scared. Your 49ers, they're trembling in their boots. I don't know, but but for real, though, do you think that that's the best move? I mean, because you had Teddy Bridgewater, who was kind of seen as the heir to the throne, and now he's definitely gone. Uh, he's definitely gone. Jason Hill, your franchise quarterback, is going to be gone, too. Um, but what do you think about that? Do you think that don't, that is – Don't call him. <laughs> don't you ever call him a franchise Do you think that that's again? the best best decision or no? I do think it's the best decision um, short term. Um, you know – we. We're not a team that thinks long term right now because we are a team that can win right now. So short term, I think thinking short term is best for us, and Drew Brees is the best thing for us. Um, I honestly believe that we can put any quarterback any quarterback back there when Drew Brees retires because people forget how Sean Payton is a consistent offensive guru, offensive great minded coach, and so I think whoever you put back there, we're going to win with. Yeah, yeah. What do you think? What do you think, Gabe? Do um, you think they made the right move? I think they did. If they could possibly get Teddy to wait one more year. Yeah, I know. One more year, then that'll be. But that's good one for more them. year. He's not getting his money. That's one more year. He yeah. could slip and fall and break his elbow. And that's one more year of. Yeah, you sitting have to, behind Drew. You have to go like when you're. When, when you're, you're high. Ready. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And uh, we're getting Jalen Hurts. We don't need Teddy. Jalen Hurts <laughs> to the Bayou. Yeah, but third round. He's going to be a third round. He's going to slip. Do you think they would draft him? I mean, that would we be a, a decent a, one. We need an heir. We need somebody. And I think that Sean Payton could work with someone. I think Sean Payton can work with any quarterback. I think Sean Payton can be back there, and I can at least throw for 3,000. Do you think Sean Payton's the best uh, coach ever? I think I don't think he's the best coach ever. I think consistently he's the best coach in his, like, in his expertise because – can someone name the last time Sean Baden didn't have a top five 
offense. Like, Bill Belichick has had years where his offense wasn't that good. Um, Andy Reid has had years where his offense wasn't that good. And Bill Belichick, I'm sorry, defense wasn't that good. So, I think consistently Sean Payton has who would you Who would you say is the best quarterback of all time? Quarterback. Personally. Drew Brees, dog. Did I say quarterback? I meant coach of all time. Coach of all time? I don't know. That's kind of hard because you really want to give it to Bill Belichick because of the six rings, yeah. all and all the six rings. I'm going Vince Lombardi just because he changed the game. I think he did change the game. Bill, Bill Belichick also, though, you, you got to – it's like it's kind of like one of those actual things. We'll talk about that later in the Patriots thing. It's kind of like can you give it to him? Because he of the cheating? Yeah. 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 So yeah. what about you? Who do you think? Don't say Ron. You say Ron being Riverboat Ron. Riverboat Ron. Namkin. Um, I don't know, man. John Madden. John Madden was. I mean, he got the Raiders to some championships, and yeah, they haven't sure. been. They haven't been really relevant since then. But, yeah. Um, since they got old John back, but um, let's get to the script, folks. We're all off of here. Um. So the NFL, they came off this list with most exciting athlete. And so we're going to talk about our most exciting athlete. We're going to start with the uh, buddy. We're going to start with you. Who do you think your the most exciting athlete is? GH Slice. Whoop, whoop. Right now. <laughs> I'm sorry, Gabe. Uh, he had an off year this year. I'm going to go with Odell, though. Okay. Just because, like, that catch, like, that broke, the, that literally broke the internet. Oh, for yeah. sure. Like, the whole week. And that, I'm not, he Odell still would have been, like, who he is. But, like, that catch, like, just blew him over the top. And just since then, he's just been making like super un like unorthodox catches and stuff. And he's also like you see him like at all the events, like dancing and everything. Like he's just very marketable. So I'm gonna go with Odell. And Odell made that blonde hair look cool. He did make that look cool. And, and I feel like Odell is like in the in the football realm. Odell is must see no matter where he goes. I mean, even stuff like, of course, the catch, but. The kicking net, like the kicking him, net. him, him <laughs> the <and> rise <laughs> and fall of him with the kicking net. Him and Elijou, um, him getting the the Giants, they were so mediocre. He was the only thing people really really came to see. Yeah, and his one head his one head catches are still just amazing. I mean, we made one this year against the Jets, and yeah. we're gonna see if he bounced back. I mean, I've heard some trade talks that he might get traded somewhere. We're gonna see if he bounced back. Yeah, and and he's a once in generational talent. Oh, absolutely. Um, yeah. And so he's must see. He he's must. You have to talk about him when he like walks in. Especially yeah. he's even staying relevant with LSU and trying to giving like money. <laughs> giving them money, them money is, yeah. and and talking with them. Um, but for mine, I'm going with Tiger Woods. Um, I think Tiger Woods is the same way in which Odell is. You got to talk about him when he. Tiger Woods. No matter what tournament he's in, you have to talk about him. Um, everybody loves him now, which is a stark contrast than what happened like five, six yeah. years ago with that whole cheating scandal. People hated People hated him. Uh, oh, opening. everybody hated him. Yeah. But right now, ever since he like won the Masters, every, he's at every single time he's in a tournament, people love him, people cheer for him. So I'm going with Tiger Woods. I think whenever he's in a tournament, people stop and are like, oh, let's see if Tiger wins one. And Tiger was the only person who can make look exciting. So. Yeah. Okay. He just thrusted his fist up for the in people the in which can't, can't see, see that. Yeah, can't <laughs> see us, buddy. 
Um, I was watching Undisputed today, and Skip Bayless was just talking about Tiger Woods, and he was saying he watched a tournament where Tiger Woods was dead last, and he was like, I'm only watching the tournament to see Tiger Woods. That's crazy. And Tiger Woods, I think he's so great because he's a black man and what people would call a white man's sport, golf. You don't and, see any other black guys really beating the elite level that Tiger Woods in golf. And, and Tiger Woods yeah. – Golf as a whole is a strictly individual sport. Yeah. And so how good he does or how bad he does is 99.9% based on his performance. And now there might be a weather thing aspect to it, but in football and baseball and fo- and basketball, all of that is a team sport. And so your success is dictated to who's throwing the ball, who's passing the ball. If you're, if you're your teammates. Line block. Yeah, yes, if you, exactly. If your center is going to get rebounds. Yeah, definitely. Ex- exactly. So, Adam, who is your most mine exciting is, athlete? Uh, mine is Connor, man. Connor McGregor. Another, <laughs> another individual sport. Another individual sport type thing. And I just think Connor is – I don't think he's amazing. I think one – he sells the show. Yeah. He talks bad about people. And he crosses the line where people are like, oh, dang, this man's just talking about this man's wife. This man's talking about this man's religion. Like, I have to see this fight now. He sells and he makes money. And that's what I like. I think um, him and Floyd, I think they went a little bit overboard. I think it got borderline racist for, from Floyd and from Connor yeah. with their trash talking. But people, like, people wanted to see that fight. Like, every day people don't watch boxing, you know what I mean? There's matches that people don't want to see Floyd in. But when Connor and Floyd were going back and forth, and people were like, oh, I had to see this fight now because Connor's in it, you know? And um, in his fight with uh, Cowboy, like, even when he was humble, like, people still watch the fight. People still watch the yeah. fight. And, and the reason why, it's because of that charisma that people love him. I mean, yes, he's a once-in-generational athlete. He's one of the best UFC fighters that, to ever – kind of lace up the mitts i don't know what put the gloves on <laughs> put the gloves on there we go but it's the it's the charisma it is the trash talking and all that so that is why to me i think conor mcgregor another individual sport i think that's a great one and i think also like he had really flashy kicks at one point and um of course he's not doing that well he's doing that now uh cowboy knows about that but <laughs> um the flashy kicks and he's always in the news even when he wasn't fighting, you know, throwing the dolly through – through this is not good stuff, of course. Throwing the dolly through the – through, through the, the window, of the, the window the of the door, the bus. I was talking with a friend, and I'm like, could you imagine if, like, all of Connor's team was fighting everybody on that bus? Like, who in the world is going to break that up? Like, they would literally have to call – have the police go in there with rubber bullets shooting people because anybody going to get between MMA fighters, like, a brawl? Probably real bullets. Real, probably so because nobody's going to willingly be like, I'm not going in there with those guys. I'm just not going to break that up. Yeah. But Connor, Connor, he just – he's great. I'm glad he's back in the sport. Um, I really want to see a rematch with him and Khabib, but, you know, we'll see it. Yeah. Uh, well, I know that we're not a racing podcast, but I got I got to ask you guys: Have you guys seen the Ryan Newman thing, dude? It's terrifying. It is pretty bad what happened. Yeah. So, so for the people in which haven't seen it, Ryan Newman is a race car driver, and he was first place in the Daytona 500, in which was yesterday, Monday, February 17th. And so, what happened was is that he kind of got he was trying to block off somebody. It was the last lap, and 
The guy clipped him, and when he clipped him, he went spearheaded into the wall 200 miles an hour because Daytona, for non-race fans, that is the fastest track mm-hmm. out of all of them. Yeah. Um, and so he was he went into the wall and then flipped, and when he flipped, he got ran into T-bone, by another. Basically, yeah. Well, yeah. he T-boned, but he got ran into while he was upside down by another car. Um, and so – it was really scary. It was it was a terrifying time just because also the Daytona 500 has been notorious for 20 years ago today, actually. Dale Earnhardt died. Uh, I think it was like 20, uh, about 30 years ago, somebody else died. So it was really scary because the, the track record that's been kind of associated with. But good news is, is that as of this morning, he ha- he was in critical condition, but he is n- it it wasn't anything life threatening. I think his NASCAR career is over, which is sad because I don't think that he was a veteran in the sport, and I don't think he ever got a like a NASCAR championship. But I'm I'm just glad that he's doing okay. There's also reports that he's he's awake and he's talking and stuff like that, which is excellent. That is really good. That is really good, and I think that. I, that is like I just want to like thank God that he is talking and stuff because I think that he, um, I think that him not. I just think it was a crazy. They just could have went so, so sideways and so other way. And I'm just glad he's awake. I'm glad he's you know talking and stuff. But it comes to a thing now when something like this happens, something usually gets changed. I know in the NFL if something crazy happens. Like, um, like Tom Brady when he tore his ACL in 2007. Now players can't sack quarterbacks with the, from the leg anymore. When Tom Brady broke his collarbone, now defenders can't like drive quarterbacks to the yeah. ground. Now, now it's coming to a thing: is the Daytona too dangerous? No, I think I think the the Daytona 500, other than maybe the Coca Cola 600, Daytona 500 is the staple to yeah. the sport. It's like opening day to baseball. It's kind of like opening night for basketball or football. You you really can't replace it, and that's just I mean when people get into the car, they know that they're dealing with a machine in which can go 175, 200 miles an hour. Um, and so I personally I, I see where you're going, kind yeah. of going with that. I mean, it's not but, me, but I just you know somebody's going to say it. Yeah, and I but I think that it's just I think that it's just a risk that people are going to take. Is the clipping something that happens often? Uh. Well, when you're going 200 miles an hour, literally, NASCAR is a game of milliseconds and, like, inches and centimeters. Like, a lot of times, especially at Daytona 500, NASCAR or race cars would go literally on the bumper, like, be hitting the person in front of them, and that's what you call drafting to try to gain speed together. And so – that it happens all the time, and it's sad to see somebody like Ryan Newman, especially he was about to win that race, and yeah. he went from winning that race to being in the hospital, yeah, fine his us. fighting for his life, at, yeah. for sure. Um, and so you you hate to see it, but I think that personally, it's just life's going to go on. Nothing happened when Dale Earnhardt, which was a seven-time champion, died. Yeah. Um, and so I don't think that anything's going to really change, but yeah. it, it's definitely a scary situation. It's a sad situation, but... Well, com- you know, I'm glad he's back. Sorry. Yeah. Well, I'm glad he's back, alive. But, yeah, 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 I mean, yeah, yeah. yeah, I mean, when you're thinking of... What could have happened. Yeah. What could have happened. Yeah. And especially, like, 
This car's on car, fire. Cars, yeah. His car's on fire. He's flipped over. Yeah. Like, for a while, like, usually when a guy gets in a wreck in NASCAR, and I'm not the biggest NASCAR guy, but when a guy gets in a the wreck, they, he gets out of his car and is like, okay, I'm okay. But he didn't get out of his car. Yeah, he didn't yeah. get out of his car. And yeah. it was like, oh, my gosh, like. No, not again. Like the first reaction was not, not again, yeah. not again, yeah. not again. Um, and it was a, definitely a scary situation. But something that's a little bit brighter. This was All Star Weekend, and All Star Weekend I personally think was one of the greatest All Star Weekends of all time. One of the greatest All Star Game. To Miami, to Miami Heat, uh, Miami Heat. I think Miami Heat's. You know, all together, our team. We won the night. Um, no, 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 no. Aaron, we'll, we'll start with this one. Aaron Gordon got robbed again. Absolutely, and Gordon did get robbed, yes. Aaron Gordon, his dunks that he does is so unbelievable that I can't even wrap my mind around it, and yet he still has no slam dunk trophy, trophy to show for it. Also, Derek Jones Jr., the thing about him was I don't even think he should have got to the final round because when he jumped over Bam – he definitely pushed he off pushed of Bam. Off damn, Bam, yeah. He did push off Bam. And I was like, dude, like, that, that can't, I, I, I think, could dunk probably doing that. Like, I think, no, I think that should have been automatic. Like, no, like, we can't give you, uh, whatever they gave him, you can't give you more than, like, a 40 for that because you yeah. pushed off somebody. Like, you got you got an advantage, you know? Yeah, and I, I agree. Aaron Gordon's dunks, I mean, people say he had, like, two of the top five dunks of all time, which, I mean, I don't agree with, but at the same time, like, of the past decade, most definitely, he's had some of the best dunks. And apparently, like, I think Common came out and said, like, it was supposed to be a tie to have, like, another round or something. But Yeah, because Candace judges, Parker apparently gave him a 10, but they counted it, counted it as a 9 or something. Somebody, somebody was supposed to do, like, something was supposed to happen where the judges had made it where they were going to make it tied up so we can have another round of dunks somebody messed up and gave uh um Derek Jones Jr. the dub but I I just do to me it's one of those things where Aaron Gordon even say what you will Aaron Gordon should have won that because even if he clipped Taco Fall which they say he did also Taco Fall is seven five seven six yeah so just even Getting to his height yeah, exactly. is impressive nonetheless. But from the way that it looked, he would have cleared him if Taco Taco would have put his hands down. So right now, with his hands extended, we're looking at seven, 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 yeah. eight because yeah. he's got big, big freaking hands. Yeah, yeah. he does have big and hands. And so we're talking about seven, 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 eight, maybe even eight foot. Um, but I think Aaron Gordon, Aaron Gordon jumped over Taco, and it, even if he clipped him. He didn't push off of him. No, he didn't. And kind of like Derrick Jones Jr. did. And so I got to go with Aaron Gordon. He got robbed again. And you hate to see it because, like, I think Aaron Gordon, Aaron Gordon's not a great NBA player. No, he's yeah. not a star. But, but when you're when you're looking at one of the greatest dunk, dunkers, he definitely has to be put in the conversation of yeah. the thing two years ago when he went under both legs. Both legs. I, that was by far the best dunk I've ever seen. And now you might say Vince Carter, but I was no no two no years no, old. no 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 no. As we, far as like creativity, no, I think creativity with the mascot, with the under both legs, with the like 
with the like with all the NBA stars right there on the court. Like, yeah, that was just yeah. that was the dunk. Like, yeah, I agree. But um, let's move on to the three point contest. Well, before we even get to the three point contest, we got to finish out the Miami Heat kind of duo. Oh and, yeah, that's and right. And that was right. Bam winning the skills Yo. competition. <laughs> now I w- I'll give it to Bam. He doesn't. He's not. Even, I, I give it to Bam because he's not a three point shooter. But. That was the first three pointer he had. He had made all season. Yeah, like, and so I think that dude Bam showed me some. Do you think? And we'll talk about this later on. But do you think that Bam can be a multiple time MVP or not multiple time MVP but do you think that he could possibly be go down as one of the better power forwards or centers in history um I mean he's got potential he's shown a lot of growth since last year and that I mean that's why they picked him you know they saw something in him they saw a ton of potential in him so I I I mean he's still got a lot of time left but he's off to a really good start and He's got a pretty good veteran on his team, Jimmy Butler, who's gonna like push him to be the best he can be. So, yeah, for sure. And he he, Jimmy Butler. He also has uh, Goran Dragic. He has a great coach in Eric Spoelstra, who Spoelstra, who is really underrated. Nobody yes. talks about him like that, and I just think that's crazy as well. Um, and he's so young. He has so much he's gonna be able to accomplish. Um, and you know he's never gonna drop like. 50 points or something like that. But he can be one of those people that are going to can get you like a triple double in blocks. Yeah. He can get, you know, like he can get 20 points, 20 rebounds, maybe 10 blocks, 15 blocks. He can do that. And he knows his role in his team. That's what I love about the Miami Heat so much. They all know the role. And Jimmy Butler has stepped in as the superstar. And I think that's what Jimmy Butler needed was to be the superstar and not be the, you know, the third option. Yeah. And then now that he's that, I think the Miami Heat, they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna I think they're gonna get some upsets. I think they're gonna make the Eastern Conference Finals. They're gonna lose against the Bucks, probably, because the Bucks are the Bucks. But I think they can beat the Celtics. I think they can beat the, the Raptors and yeah, I mean the, the Heat, I mean t- for me the Heat came out of nowhere. I didn't think that the Heat were gonna they might have been a six, seven, eight seed in the Eastern like the East, but I don't I didn't think that they would be fighting for a top three seed yeah. right now. Yeah. So I think that the Heat are showing me something. Um, Jimmy Butler might – kind of what you said, Adam. They Jimmy Butler might have been the piece that they needed to kind of compete for an Eastern Conference championship or a finals. But – and the thing is, I, Jimmy Butler, but I think they need a star. They haven't True. had a star since LeBron since, left. Because yeah. Even when D-Wade – even when LeBron left, D-Wade was – D-Wade was – a shell of himself, yeah. and then yeah. Chris Bosh had the blood clot situation. Yeah, and then bro, pause. Chris Bosh after he left, after LeBron left, was balling until he got those. He, blood he clots. was yeah, balling. He was. He, he, was. was he, he he was balling. He looked he looked really good. He was shooting the three right. He was driving. He was dunking. He was playing defense, and he was being a top big man in the league. They just have a star and now. Now they have a really young team. They got Tyler Hero. They got Duncan Robinson. Um, Jimmy Butler is going to push those guys to be the best they can be, and um, I just I love it. I think I think I don't know about them going to win. It's really hard. I don't think they're going to win a NBA championship anytime soon because of how strong the Bucks are yeah. and how strong the West is. Yeah. So I mean, but they're going to be in contention for a long time. I feel like. Oh yeah. yeah. 
Well, now we can talk about your three-point contest. Yeah, so, Buddy Heald beating out Devin Booker on a literal last shot. How do we feel about that? That was one of the best three-point contests I've seen in a long yeah, time. Yeah, the three-point contest is – I feel like that's one of the things that always, like, doesn't really disappoint. Mm -mm. It's it's exciting. With A lot of people wouldn't think it would be exciting, but it is. And another thing I think that this means for the NBA, like, players are better from, like, way behind the arc now than they are close because like trey young was just breaking yeah but like when he was trey young in games like when he's at half court the logo he makes it all Splash the way them. Yeah. yeah but uh shout out to buddy healed um he he did his thing i think i wish devin booker had won but shout out to buddy healed man and i think i'm watching it one of them had a chance like they had a chance to hit 30 and i was like Dude, if you did that one shot, you like could have had thirty. Like that was, it was just really exciting. Buddy Hill came out of nowhere. I mean, he is a great three point shooter, but nobody really had him. You know, when Trey Young was bricking it, you know, like Trey Young, you must be one of the top three shooters in the league, and you're bricking the three point contest. And it's different a game uh, in game three, like with the crowd and like the mo running and movement. And then, like, you're just standing there and shooting. Yeah. Um, I really did miss Steph. I really did miss Clay <laughs> this year. Yeah. Um, but Devin Booker and Buddy Hill, they did not disappoint. Yep. Yeah, for sure. Well, there was one person in which represented the hometown team, and that was Devontae Graham. He was in three-point contest. But in the hometown kind of game, so to speak, the Rising Stars Challenge, uh, you – that man, Miles Bridges, took away the MVP. How do we feel about that? That's dope. We had three yeah. people from the Hornets in which went to the Rising Stars game, and Miles Bridges won the MVP. Um, I love it. Um, I was watching, I was listening to a, uh, a radio show, and they were saying like, even though the Hornets may not be as good now, they have a lot of really young pieces. And I think, and I, when I see the Hornets, I see the Heat. I see maybe one star. If, if Michael Jordan can convince one superstar to come in the Heat, be patient with these young guys, and, you know, they can contend in the East. Yeah. I don't think, though, Miami – what you say about Miami, and I think that you're on the same page. I agree with you. But the thing about Miami is Miami's still a big market. Yeah. Like, yeah. you will never see – a big star go, in my opinion, go to a Memphis Grizzly, no. Grizzlies. You will not see a big star go to the, the Jazz Utah Jazz. Yeah. And the same way in which you don't see that, I don't see a big star going to the Charlotte Hornets. Now, you might have somebody like kind of like a Stan, Lance Stevenson, which was like a – at that time was like a decent guy. Yeah. Uh, of He could have been uh, – he was definitely going to be a first option, but was not a all-star or a superstar. Yeah. I just don't see the Charlotte Hornets getting a superstar. But I do think that they, with P.J. Washington, uh, Miles Bridges, Devontae Graham, those three guys, if you kind of lay that foundation around them, then they'll be in good shape. And they're in a bad shape for the like playoffs. And so they can still probably get a third, fourth, maybe fifth pick. Yeah, and I think that – and I think that, you know, Cody Zeller, veteran player, and they're going to have some players. They're not going to be able to get some stars, like you said. They're going to be, be able to pick some pieces up once that contract from um, Nick Batum goes. <laughs> like, they're going to have, like, they're going to have, you know, the money to do that. And I think they're going to bring Nick Batum back on a really small contract because Nick Batum is a great veteran for those for those young players. Yeah. Um, I definitely think I'm – 
I don't know. I don't know if you guys forgot this, but I'm still ruining it every time I think about the Hornets. Get if the mellow ball is on the board when you guys are there, when you guys are on the clock, get him. He's a great shooter. He can pass the ball. He, and coverage, man. He can coverage. And yeah, that's that. Coverage that's what it is for, coverage. Yeah. Meet that's going to make the market big. And I don't understand why the the college, basically the basketball state. We're talking about some of the best college, some of the best high school basketball uh, in the nation is in North Carolina, and teams people don't want to come over here. And I just think it's crazy, you know. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Well, we got to talk about. Well, actually, before we talk about the big game, um. Does anybody watch the Celebrity All-Star Game? Like, I know that when Kevin Hart was, like, the guy, it was fun to watch. (laughs) And, like, I know Quavo is, like, kind of the – Balling. He's still balling. But to me, like, the Celebrity All-Star Game doesn't seem to be – like, you got people in which I've never heard of. Like, the only reason I watched it is because Spice Adams was (laughs) in it, and I love (laughs) Spice Spice Adams. Adams. But other than that, I really don't know any – I didn't know – who is Ronnie 2K? Is he the, the one who – He's 2K guy. He's like yeah. 2K. Yeah. He yeah. he made 2K? Basically. Pretty much, yeah. He's like one – I think he's like one of the top guys. So, it we had a great All-Star weekend, but do you think the Celebrity All-Star game needs to be revamped or do you think that it needs to get better players or what do you think? I don't know. I feel like less and less people just want to play in it. Like, yeah. I, I just see a lot of celebrities like, oh, I don't have time for that, you know. I just don't think. Yeah, but you can't tell me that the highest name that you can get in the former basketball world was Horace Grant. Yeah. <laughs> that was his name, right? Yeah, Horace Grant, yeah. Okay. Yeah, but I don't know. I mean, it's it's definitely lost its value and spice. And it's staying, yeah. But I don't know. Well, I think Quavo and Famous Lowe's, their little battle was pretty cool. <laughs> um, Stephen A got a tech, which I thought was pretty cool. <laughs> what did he get a tech for? I, I saw that, but I didn't know what he got. There was some call he wanted, and like the referee was like, "Like just be quiet." And like Stephen, Stephen A kept talking, and like the referee gave him a tech. But I thought that was pretty cool. Well, Stephen A's talking. I mean, there was a, like a video of him balling before the game. Stephen yeah, A, man. yeah, the man can shoot. That <laughs> yeah. man got a little wet shot. Well, since since you you were talking about techs, we got to talk about the big game in which Team LeBron beat out Team Giannis, one fifty seven to one fifty five. What do you guys think? Because the way in which it ended was AD had one free throw and that ended the game because they didn't have any time set. It was just once whoever hits 157 first wins the game. Do you guys think that it should have ended in the last second free throw? That was one of the best all-star games we've we've had in a long time. Uh, there was something somebody said. I forget who it was, but it's, it was like if somebody gets fouled, the person who fouled them and the one who got fouled should just do like one-on-one. Mm. To see who Dude, wins that'd the game. Be dope. That would be really so like one on one to like three or something. I think that would be that would be really dope. I think that would take too long. Um, yeah. I think if we're gonna play, if we're gonna if we're gonna play by playground rules, which no, like to a set score to no with no, no time. I think you can't do fouls because if you do do fouls, you take it up from the top like you do in a playground thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I think it was. I think it, I thought it was amazing, man. Like. I love how even though in fourth quarters in All Star games in the past years the defense does get started, the defense is getting crazy. Yeah, like I always thought it was like it was a real game, and I was hoping like like Kimma got Kimma got his head hit, and I'm like, okay, like 
if somebody gets hurt in the All Star game, they're going to be a real issue because All Star game is supposed to be just fun. Yeah. But it was, I mean, good defense. Um, Dolan B, he had a, Dolan B had a nasty move on LeBron. Uh, LeBron, they, I think they called it goaltending, but that was a block when LeBron was was driving the layup, and then the fadeaway from LeBron was a block as well. Um, it was fun, man. I it was fun. I think they need to keep doing it like that. Um, I need to keep doing it like that. I think something else they need to bring, of course, this year with honoring Kobe and um, Gianna. I always say GG because I don't want to mess her name up. But honoring them, they did the two and four, the two and twenty-four. But I think they need to bring back the uniforms, the team uniforms, like thing. the actual uniform. Yeah, the actual yeah. uniforms. Yeah. I think that'd be pretty cool. What do you guys think? Um, because it it's so good, but yet literally the Pro Bowl is like the worst game of the season. <laughs> what do you guys think should happen, or like, what do you guys think could be the way in which we could revive the Pro Bowl? Because the MLB All Star Game's good, yeah. the NHL All Star Game's decent the the nba all-star game's good what what do you think should happen should they be fighting for something because in the major league baseball all-star game whoever wins gets game seven for their league so yeah. like if the national league wins whoever the national league representative is game seven you get yeah. home field advantage so what do you think should be the fix for the pro bowl i honestly don't know like uh i mean i didn't even watch the pro bowl this year were they like I've never watched the Pro Bowl. I watched the Pro Bowl. Do they do they like do they play defense? Like do they treat it like a real game? So the issue is they don't play defense. The defensive linemen don't really rush. Um the defensive linemen don't really rush. The like they're not now I think the wide receivers and corners they get pretty physical because really it's kinda like a seven on seven thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um I don't know. I know back in the day with them, uh, Back Sean day. Payton days, or not Sean Payton? Um, whoa, whoa, whoa. Sean Taylor. Sean, Sean Taylor. Back <laughs> in the day, they did get pretty physical <laughs> when he was laying out putters. <laughs> but there was a time when the Pro Bowl was before. I mean, it was after the uh, Super Bowl, and so teams kind of oh, like yeah. the Super Bowl team, the people, the players that were there in the Super Bowl, they actually still got to play in the Pro Bowl. Yeah, and I don't know. It's kind of hard to kind of. I think they do need to be mic'd up, though, like the MLB and the NBA is. Oh, yeah. Because I think that's pretty cool, being being interviewed on the field and stuff. Like, I think that's pretty cool. Yeah. I don't know. They got to do something because I think what we said on the page, I think it was what happened. I think, <laughs> I think the best team from the XFL and the worst team in the NFL should go one-on-one instead of up and play instead of the Pro Bowl. Dude, imagine being an XFL player and you're just trying to survive, and then you get promoted to an NFL contract. Yeah. Dude, that'd be wild. That would be wild. Now, what with the kind of the All Star Game kind of behind us, we have to talk about who is the best in the world in the NBA realm. So, who is your best in the world? Who is the greatest player in the world? I'm going. So, I'm not going to go with anybody. Y'all think I'm going Dame Lillard? Okay. I've I've told okay. you guys. I've told the, Lola, this on Lola. the podcast. I love Dame. Mm-hmm. I love Dame Dollar. Also, I don't know whether y'all listen to like Sway, Sway Freestyle, like Sway's oh, Five Fingers yeah. of Death. <laughs> but, dude, I listened to Dame's, and, yeah. dude, that thing was fired. Dude, yeah. my boy was spitting actual bars. But I love Dame just because he's so anti, like, he's so anti Super, super super team culture and he wants to be like he wants a homegrown championship not a 
KD, let me go to the Warriors championship. And to me, that's so respectable. And it's not, oh, he's so good more morality. He can ball. Like, we saw that with, what was it, like three, four straight games? It might have been even more than that, where he had like 40-plus points. So, my boy Dame can ball. He has C.J. McCollum. So, I, I really hope that they, they're not going to make it to the Western Conference Finals or make it to the championship. But I really love Dame Lillard. Uh, I'm a, oh, my oh, bad. You good. I was just going to say about Dame. I, I think Dame is a top point guard. I think he's really, really good. I hate that he missed the All-Star game this year. Yeah. Um, I feel like j- they just don't put enough respect on him. Like they don't, they don't put like when you think of Dame Lillard, you don't put him automatically in the top five yeah. guards in the league because he's in the West, where they have Steph, they have Clay, they have James, they have Russ, and then I him. personally think that Dame is better than Russell Westbrook. I think Dame is better than Clay Thompson. I think that. Dame might be not as good as Steph. He might not be as good as James. But I would put Dame Lillard as my top three guards in in the league, personally. But I respect that, yeah. I don't, Gabe, know, about, I don't know about him better than Clay. I, but I mean, Clay literally is a spot-up shooter. But Clay, don't even start with Clay, this. If I go out there and play Clay, I need you to give me 30, and I need you to stop. I need you to stop. See here's the, about the top, their top you score. you're right, but the thing about Clay is is that Clay will give you fifty in three quarters, but also will give you ten in a full four quarters the yeah, next game. True. So yeah, to me, I can't count on Clay. But Gabe, who is your best in the world? Uh, I'm gonna go with Giannis. <laughs> Giannis Antetokounmpo. Just because, um, I mean, Giannis is the best player on the best team right now or arguably the best team right now and just the, I'm not putting I'm there I'm not putting him on LeBron's level but now that Giannis has the East pretty much kind of like to no. himself yeah I was gonna say he's the same thing, I yeah. mean he's not I mean yeah the East is weak but like what he was he supposed to lose like yeah. I mean no he's so the LeBron he's, for the East now but yeah he's dominating um he's whenever he's on the court he's 90 percent of the time he's the best on offense and defense and uh, just the way, like, he just makes the Bucks like, that much better. So, And he's unstoppable in the paint. He's got to work on his shooting. But, I mean, just of pure dominance, I'm going to go Giannis. All right. Adam, who do you have as your best in the world? I think best in the world, I'm going to go – This is I'm going to go kind of crazy too. And this is going to be like a hypothetical thing because I'm going to say LeBron James – that's what I think. I think IQ, shooting, driving to the basket, uh, um, you know, defense, all that. I think he is. But hypothetically, yeah. I think can be the best player in the game is Joel Embiid. Joel Embiid is seven foot one. He can shoot like we never seen a big man shoot before. Um, he has post moves. He can. What he about can, Dirk? What you put put some respect okay, on I get, Dirk? I get Dirk name. I get Dirk. <laughs> I think he's a great shooter. Great free throw shooter. He can shoot the three. He can drive to the lane. He can back to the board. He can get rebounds. He can play defense. The thing is, is injuries. He's just yep. so like my hand, my stomach, my foot. Something's always wrong with him. Yeah. I think he needs to lose about 15 pounds um, because I think a couple years ago he did a windmill. He came <laughs> down on his legs. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. But, he, yeah, I think that – I think that was the thing, and I th- also think that 
I just, I don't know. I think he needs to go to another team or Ben Simmons needs to go to another team. Yeah. Because I think them two together, just not going to work. It's just not yeah. there. Ben Simmons, he's a guard. And same thing with Joel. He needs a guard that's going to give him the ball. But yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I, I have a question for you. So I was thinking the other day, um, and I was thinking about kind of rivalries. And, and when we talk about rivalries, we have Magic and Larry. We have uh, Tom Brady and Peyton Manning. Who do you think could be the next Tom Brady, Peyton Manning-esque rivalry of any sport? So it could be NBA. It could be Major League Baseball. could be NFL. Whatever you think. Who do you think is the next – Tom Brady versus Peyton Manning rivalry. For me, I'm going to go with one that sort of kind of like just started this year. I'm going to go with Carl Anthony Towns and Joel Embiid. Mm. I think at the when you come down to it, I think those are the two best centers in the NBA. Oh, yeah. Because Carl Anthony Towns is the most efficient center, like shooting-wise, but Joel Embiid is like better all around. But like when, when I saw that fight and like the back and forth on social media, like that's – I know for a fact that's something that's going to last. And especially if, like, rumors Joel Embiid's going to team up with Jimmy Butler. That's two people yeah. against Carl Anthony Towns. But now that Carl Anthony Towns has uh, D'Angelo Russell, you know, maybe the Bucks can pull – or the Timberwolves can pull something off to become relevant. And, I mean, we could – I don't know. I don't want to say finals. finals yeah. But, I mean, There's that would be yeah. a really good matchup. And it just reminds me, like, back in the day with, like, dominant centers – just like battling it out and just boom, pound for pound. So I think that could escalate to be, you know, a huge rivalry in the 2020s. Definitely. Definitely. I think, um, I think mine, I'm going to go, um, people, a lot of people will say like Patrick and Lamar, but I'm going to go Patrick and Deshaun Watson. Yeah. I think that, you know, those two guys that came in the league at the same time, they're both probably going to get a huge payday this, this off season. And I think, both of them have both of them have both of them have targets both of their defense are kind of shaky and i think they both have big arms and they both know how to make a play at the right time they're both young um you could arguably put people some people will put, can put Deshaun as the top quarterback in the league people, the majority of the world puts patrick and i think i think we're going to see them in a lot of AFC championships or a lot yeah. of AFC divisional games. Yeah. And I think that Patrick Mahomes is going to blow through that AFC West. Same thing with Sean Watson. I think he's going to blow through the uh, South, the AFC South. So I think that's going to work out a lot. One one last quick one, just real quick. I don't think it's going to last long because they're both kind of old now. But I think LeBron James and Kawhi, both of them being in L.A., um, LeBron James, people are basically saying, like, LeBron James like, I'm the greatest player of all time. And Kawhi's kind of like, well, I've, I'm 2-0 in the finals. I have two finals MVPs. I've won two different places. I have potentially can win in the third place. And I think that I think that that battle of the Staples Center is going to be really great for the next couple years. Yeah, I agree. So I am. I actually have two on mine. I am going with, for mine, I'm going with Trey Young versus Luka Doncic. I think that the reason why is just because they got traded for one another, and I think that both of those guys are going to be kind of the next guards that are going to dominate in the 2020s. Yeah, um, sure. And especially if Luka, Luka's in the West, right? Yeah. yeah. So Luka in the West, I don't think that the Hawks are ever going to be like, 
go to the championship mm. for the Eastern Com- or for way. the Eastern Conference Finals or for the East. But I think that Luca and Trey, I think that they're going to be shooter versus shooter. One, I think the next up for prolific scores um, in the league. So I'm going with Luca versus Trey, but I'm also going with Christian Yelich versus Cody Bellinger, um, two people in which have gone head-to-head for the past two years for the MVP um, in both times. They have a really good relationship. They don't have, like, any bad blood, kind of like Peyton and Tom Brady didn't have any really bad blood. Um, But they are the most dominant in their sport right now other than Mike Trout. But Mike Trout's kind of in in a whole other (laughs) atmosphere. Um, But I'm going with Cody Bellinger versus Christian Yelich. Um, and I just want to say real quick, I think you guys will agree with me with this one. It's already happened. Um, it's already getting started. Tyson, Fil- Tyson Fury and Deontay Wilder. Their yeah. big fight. Yeah. Their big fight is in I think a few days. Yeah. And we talking about two guys just throwing haymakers, bro. And we're just watching whichever giant falls first, man. I think this is just going to be a really, really good fight. And I think they're going to fight again. I don't think this is the last time they're going to fight. They're going to fight at least one more time. And yeah. Um, all good things comes in threes. All good things does come in three. And this can be, you know, like a Muhammad Ali, Joe Frazier type thing. And I think that, I don't know. I really hope it's a, I hope, really hope it's a draw again so we can see a third <laughs> fight. And it's just like, who, who's the better f- fighter? You know, it's just crazy. Yeah. I'm going Dante Wilder. I, I, I think I'm with Jake. I think Dante Wilder has a little bit edge over Fury. I think. Tyson Fury also is kind of in the – he's hit his climax of, mm-hmm. like, his career, and it's kind of going down from here. But I I don't know, man. But kind of going back to Cody Bellinger, Cody Bellinger had a lot of harsh words about the Astros. Um, and so I kind of wanted to hear kind of your guys' take about this whole Astros situation because now it's not only what are they going to have for their kind of uh, – kind of their punishments because that punishment's already been handed out. But some people are calling for their title. So do you guys think that they should keep the title or should they kind of uh, – should they keep it or should they relinquish it? I I think they should just let them keep it. I mean, like, it, it's going to be, like, tainted. But at the same time, it's in the past. I mean, I think they should just not let it go, for say, but just – you know, I I don't think that they should just go through all that drama of taking their title because then you're gonna have a ton of Astro fans on social media, all the and everything. It's just I don't know. It's just gonna. I feel like it's gonna cause more. Like, what am I thinking of? Like, it's gonna hurt more than it will like gain. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that Cody Bellinger needs to shut up. <laughs> wow. I think the Astros are just a better. So there's so there's. I don't know whether you've seen this, but there's a guy named Nick Markakis from the Braves, and he said, and I quote today, everybody over there, talking about the Astros, needs a beating. Needs a beating. And oh. it's like, bro, imagine like just like everybody from other teams, like the big names, like Cody Bellinger, uh, Nick Markakis, just coming in and just like just a physical street yeah. brawl I think against that, Astros. I think, honestly, and Jacob, you you – you disagree with me. I think that the Astros were, are a better team than the Dodgers that that World Series, and I think that the Dodgers now they have this excuse. Oh, they were cheating. Except the excuse, there's no excuse for the Dodgers. You guys have just lost it in October every single year, and I think that 
I hate that. I hate when like teams come out with like some kind of cheating scandal or some kind of excuse because now people are gonna now people are gonna challenge how good they were. And I think that I don't like it. I just I just don't like it. So to me, I think that my biggest thing is I don't personally think that the Dodgers were better than the Astros. What I do think, though, is I think the Yankees could have made it to the World Series and that championship could have been theirs. Because what people forget is that in the ALCS, which is right before the World Series, they went to, like, they took them to Game 7 and could have won that game, but because they were in the Astros' home stadium, they kind of pulled it out. And so if you take away that advantage of being in their home stadium because they have those cameras, I think that the Yankees could have pulled it out, at least took one of those games that were at home. Um, and so I think that the Yankees could have won it. I think the Yankees could have won it all. That's all it's all hypothetical. It is all, all the hypothetical. Warriors, the Warriors the Warriors could have beat LeBron four one. You know, uh Patrick Mahomes could do a third interception, and the 49ers could have won. It's yeah, all but hypothetical. It, but, it's, but it's hypothetical because of cheating. The, it, yeah. the, to me, the difference between Patrick Mahomes and that scandal, and then or scandal, but that game, yeah. and then uh, the other stuff, like the LeBron and Warrior stuff, to me, that that, that happened fair. Yeah, but that, because yeah. it's there's so much cheating around it, it's kind of – kind of tainted everything that's kind of involved with it but personally i don't think that they should get their title stripped of them i think that's a bit extreme but yeah. I, I i don't know We're, we don't make the decisions we yeah. don't make the decisions and i just think that i think enough i think enough's been done i think maybe they should they should have took maybe one more year of first and second rounders from them but you know opening day those fans are going to give it to them yeah you know what i mean and for the rest of the rest until Jesus Christ comes back, they're gonna say the Astros cheated. Yeah, and yeah. I think that's a big enough punishment. Yeah, that that's gonna be on their conscience forever. That's never gonna go away. That championship is gonna always be there, and they're gonna look at that, and it's gonna be in their front lobby and stuff when they walk into the Astros building and stuff, and they're gonna be like, you know, we cheated on that. We cheated for that. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's a I think that's a big enough punishment. They also have, you know, you know, even though, you know, even though like me and you go when when have went against each other in baseball, I mean basketball, and like we don't we like we're still friends, like they have some of their good friends now like trying to comfort their heads and stuff, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, like yeah, there it's just everyone's looking at the Astros like no way, they're probably not gonna get a free a good free agent marketing in. I think that's what the punishment is. You know what I mean? Like they're gonna be punishment yeah. that come naturally without the the league jump having to step in, and so I don't know. I think that you know that's what I think. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it, it's definitely a conversation in which the 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 league itself is having of should we take away the the title or not. But I do have some questions for you. All right, and this is gonna be rapid fire. And don't look at my questions. All right. So we have a couple would you rathers. All right. Are you ready? Ready. All right. I'm so ready. would you I'm rather ready. be a unanimous MVP or would you be the youngest MVP? Unanimous. Why would you say unanimous? I thought it was supposed to be rapid fired. Um, just because like there's no doubt 
like there was nobody else in my competition. There okay. was nobody in my tier that year. Fair, fair. What do you think? I'm going to go with youngest just because it just shows how good I was coming in. And, I mean, that's just something that you can't take away from, you know, just like I was above everybody, like at such a, at young, such age. a young age. Okay, yeah. okay. Now, the question that I have next one is, would you rather be an MVP or win a championship? I, this is going to sound kind of selfish. I'll say MVP. Okay. Just because, I mean, at the end of the day, I can win championships, but MVPs put you in the Hall of Fame. So I'm, I'm going to go MVP. I think the ultimate goal of any sport is to be the best team in that sport, so I'm going to be champion. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, next one. Would you rather star on a bad team or be an average player on an elite team? I want to say star on a bad team. Um, just because like people, just because you are starting a bad team, don't mean you won't be knowledge. Um, like Mike Trout, he's he's the greatest player right now. He's on a bad team, so yeah. I'm a I'm gonna go average on a good team, just cause uh, like you could you could still be average on a good team, but you'll still be acknowledged. You know, like everybody on the 49ers, they work as like one cohesive unit. All of them like. Make their bread. All of them get acknowledged. They so. worked as a cohesive unit. Take that L. Bro, don't even start with this. Today. Patrick Mahomes put foots in you. You didn't get to the championship. They put a foot in you. <laughs> don't even start with me. I'm not in the mood. All right. Now, next one. Would you rather would you rather go into overtime, ensure overtime, or risk losing to try to win the game? Risk losing. Whoo. It. I, ask your boy and Madden every time instead of me tying the game up I go for two and I don't get the two and I lose okay that's one of those things that depends on the situation but I'm gonna go with um. so say for instance so say for instance there's two minutes left and you have the ball on your own 25 yard line do you go for it or do you try to run out the clock because you're on your 25 so if you throw a pick they're definitely going to score. So, what I mean, do you think? You got two minutes, brother. You can run the ball down the field. <laughs> what uh, would your answer change if it was one minute on the clock? Mm. All right. So, if I if it was fourth down, I'm at the one yard line. I'm down by three. I'm going to score. Okay. So I would go to win the game. Well, but but down by three, you're going to lose either way. Oh, you're talking about one yard line? Yeah, and fourth down, I could either kick a field goal or go for it to score. Okay. I'd, I'd rather that's go better, for it. Yeah. Okay. Guess the last one, Jake. All right, the last one. Would you rather coach a college team or a professional team of any sport? Well, actually, this is kind of two questions. Would you rather coach a college team or a professional team, and what sport would you coach it in? I would rather coach a uh, – actually, this is like my low-key, like I have never told anybody, dream job being a GM of a – NFL team. I just think that's amazing. I think you can pick – I just think every decision you make can affect if you're going to win or you're going to lose. So, I'm going to say coaching a NFL team. Okay. I'm going to go with a college team just because, like, I like I like having an influence on, like, younger people. So, I feel like if I could – I would be good at, like, building a foundation and then once they get pro- go professional, not saying I would want them to, like, acknowledge me, but, like, Say, like, they win an MVP or something and they recognize me. I feel like I'll, I'm a part of that, you know. Yeah. And I, get, I know and professional would be like that, too. But, like, I would just want to, like, I just feel like being a coach in college would 
feel more impactful to exactly, me. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, and for me, I mean, the reason why I teach is to make an impact on a young person's life. And I think that for college, that would be kind of the same type atmosphere of you can still, even though they're older than high school, you can still have a lasting impact even into their lives. And for, and they might still love kind of being a student and being a student of the game. But when you get to kind of a professional, you're getting paid for that yeah. now. And so it, it kind of has a little bit of competition compensation for it and i think i think 18 through 20 20 18 through 21 that stage i'm in um i think it's a really i think it's the biggest transition in your life you're yeah. literally becoming you're not becoming a kid anymore you're leaving your parents house and stuff and you're becoming an adult yeah. and you're learning things you're learning and you're not learning by most of the time you're not learning by people telling you you're learning by trial and error yeah and so i think as a coach, as an older, you know, man that has a, you know, a, a role model and a say in your life, I think, yeah, that would be pretty cool to help help that transition, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think that – I think we, we can land the plane now. I think that it was a good episode. So, do you guys have any words of wisdom, anything that we can – we have missed, anything that you want to talk about? Yes. Don't stress yourself out. I've had I have this problem all the time where I do my homework and I just keep doing it and try push through it and stressing myself out. You know, take a break. Go to the gym. Go do something Pick that up you the enjoy. Phone that your friend keeps calling and talk to you about. Also Yeah. I love you too. <laughs> also like sometimes you make one thing that I've learned is like sometimes you make things more complex than they have to be. Like, sometimes you just relax. Like, if you relax, kind of don't stress yourself out. And think. If you think, then you'll realize, oh, this could be so done simple. in two seconds compared to 25 minutes that you would think it is. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so don't don't stress yourself out. Just relax. Um, and, um, yeah, I like that. That's some good words. We know we didn't do a Black, month, blah, 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 a black History Month thing today. We're going to do a triple double quadruple one next week because you can call us West russell westbrook because we'll yeah. do triple double we are <laughs> um also um this is something i've learned a lot lately you'll learn less you'll you you can you'll learn less more lessons in the valley than the mountaintop and that's just saying you'll learn more Where, lessons where'd you get that from adam i, I got it from santa sharp i heard him say it today oh, but man, i heard someone good. say it like Literally dude, two months ago, you met, like, you and this man Shannon Sharp, dude. Shannon Sharp's my role model. Also, that's just that's just saying that role model. I mean, that quote is basically saying you can learn lessons at rock bottom that you that you'll ever learn at the, the, the top of the mountain. So exactly. Yeah. Well, all right, guys. We'll see you next week. Holla, holla, holla. It's been a good one. Whoop. We are about to have our Kobe episode next week. So yep. have Kobe. a good one.